You are listening to the Holocron on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show.
a long time ago, in a galaxy far away. Welcome to the Holocron, with your host, Lador, and her apprentice, Justin Hamilton. Now, let's get ready to talk Star Wars. Hello, welcome back to the Holocron. We're back, energized, I hope. Uh, how you doing, Justin? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Ready to talk some Mandalorian Season 3? I know, me too. I've, 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 I miss that show. I miss that show so much. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad we have, like, on a side note, we have WandaVision to, like, keep us going. But, like, uh, I miss Star Wars. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think a lot of people miss Mandalorian, to be honest with you. A lot of people love that show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we can't start today's show without my Valentine, Mr. Matty Gunner. Hello. Hey. Hello. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. You made What's my up, Valentine. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. A little jealous of the fact that I wasn't a Valentine, and uh, I love how you got it appropriately colored with red in the background, standing for Valentine. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Just to see mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Wait. Which one? Well, you, the door already had a day with me, so it's Justin's. Oh, okay, okay. I have wow. to wait. Okay. I have to wait until next year to get uh, it. Th- this is February 17th, so that's going to be my new Valentine's actual day. I'm not celebrating <laughs> people. It's going to be three days later. Who needs Valentine anyway? <laughs> this kind of atmosphere, nobody. <laughs> well,. We're back this week, and we're going to be talking about Mandalorian season three possibilities. What could happen? What are we gonna? What is gonna happen? Um, what are we gonna feel? What do we think is gonna happen? You know, all the bits and pieces. Uh, but first, as usual, we start off with the news. Since we did miss last week, I thought we would have a lot more news, but we don't because you know. They're keeping everything under wraps. But we do have this uh, thing that we didn't talk about um, since last week was off. Uh, Gina Carano was fired, and there's a rumor that she won't be recast. What do you guys feel about that? What do you guys think about that? Um, I think that I don't. I, it's really tough. It's a really tough decision. I just think uh, some person, not going to name names, was really dumb on Twitter got themselves in trouble even after they almost did it before. Like, it just seems like, man, people just be smart and don't put stuff on Twitter because nobody would know anything and we wouldn't even have the situation. Uh, with her, I, I'm i cool with recasting. I think most fans would be cool with recasting because of the situation, unlike they would for, like, say, you know, when they try to recast Han Solo and, and Solo. Like most people don't have a problem with this because of how it's going down. They almost would probably be happy with her being recast. But the Hollywood reporters are a pretty big thing, and they're the ones that is getting this uh, this rumor that she's not going to be recast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also wasn't the big, biggest character out there. They may have had plans to make her a bigger character, 
Yeah. But she wasn't the biggest character. So it's not like, you know, I'm like, oh, man, the show's ruined because she's gone kind of thing. So, you know, they might just be able to get by with just not paying no more attention to her. Uh, apparently, they did have plans for her moving forward. But with her being fired, it's not going to happen. Maddie, what do you think about that? I think... See, this is a difficult one because, like, I grew up watching Gina back in Strike Force, and mm -hmm. like growing up, like thinking of someone in a certain way, and then like they go and pull this kind of stuff on social media. And for the longest time, I knew that she didn't run her own social media. And then I was like, okay, maybe this is just like someone behind the strings, just posting stuff on her behalf but then i was just like no nah, you're kidding yourself like it's unfortunate because a woman from an mma background getting star wars money and being in a franchise like star wars that's amazing mm -hmm. and it's it's just a, it's a shame to see not only just because of that but you never want someone of that status to basically turn out to be a terrible person or, or just anyone to be that kind of terrible person honestly yeah i mean it's kind of cool that we do have maddie on right now because you know me and Bador know her mainly from being on this show right we may have heard her about her in another movie because she did play a couple of small roles but mainly because of this show is how we got to know her so it's not been a very long relationship right in her few episodes she was in we got to see her but you like got to probably watch her like i think you just hinted at it like you got to watch her when she was in her fight career and probably like really enjoyed her fights maybe or really got to it, be a big fan of her so yeah I, it was at um ufc 200 in las vegas she walked into the arena and there was just an eruption from the crowd like everyone was so happy to see her because she was she was away from the spotlight for so long and then it was like she got the role in the Mandalorian and literally every MMA news site was blowing up. Everyone was like, yes, one of ours has like made the jump. It's not just some cheesy cameo in an action movie. It's like, no, like one of ours is like crossed over into yeah. something big. And it was like, damn, like I wish it worked out better. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I told Justin this. Like, I'm sad that they won't recast her because the character of Cara Dune is pretty cool. Like, even last season, uh, I remember saying, I I miss their um, the 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 group that they had with uh, Carl Weathers, her and and uh, Pedro Pascal. Like, I missed their episodes together, and when they had it, it was fun. Though that one thing did really bother me. <laughs> Sounds. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the thing that, uh, it didn't, I didn't really like another news thing that we're going to be talking about, uh, a little bit, uh, is the Bad Batch series will be airing spring 2021. So m late March, early April, that's, uh, possibilities. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for, for it. Batch. Yeah. I'm I mean, excited for the Bad Batch we done the watch alongs like we have. And this is one thing mm -hmm. cool about what we've been doing is because like you go back to Clone Wars and you get to really see those episodes again. I'd kind of not thought about them that much. And then we watched those episodes where the Bad Batch was involved. And now I'm pretty psyched about seeing the Bad Batch. And, 
you know, they have some characters that we didn't know or we didn't know beforehand. We watched the Mandalorian. It's going to be part of that. Also get to see the Emperor kind of taking power, it looks like, from the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's something cool I'm wanting to look. I- I'm way more psyched about the Bad Batch than I thought I would be. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's 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 on me on that one. Yeah. Maddie. I'm, I didn't think we were getting it this early. I'm stoked we're getting it this early because it's essentially I'm getting two shows that two things that I love, A Team and Star Wars. And I, I can't wait to see how it's gonna pan out. And like like Justin said, you have the Emperor who has taken power at this point. It's early days mm-hmm. in into that, that transfer of power. Mm-hmm. And give me more Ming Na Wen. Like I'm I'm all for seeing more of her character development, seeing where she came from. And yeah. I'm I'm excited. You want me to say something that will get Maddie more excited? Um, so last we see Emperor Palpatine in the Clone Wars. Uh no, in when do we see him? No, never mind. Never mind. Doesn't make sense. Never mind. What was he going to? No, no, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It means like I had I had it in my head, but I mixed up the shows. No, it doesn't work. Wait, no, it does. It does because uh, Palpatine. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know why you said it was going to excite him because the last time we kind of see Palpatine in the Clone Wars, or that's what you're talking about, besides the Yoda arc, was him kind of beating up on Maul. Beating up on Maul and taking him away. So maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see what Maul and Palpatine were up to at that point. Justin, you love to rub that one in, don't you? He does. <laughs> well, I mean, he does. Does. He, he hey, messages me late at night. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> Just send you pictures of Maul's lifeless body with Palpatine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like him cut in half, like, you know, uh, and then, you know, draw me like one of your French girls, uh, Palpatine laying uh, next to him. All of that. Yeah. anyways we're turning into jake and travis with those fan fan fanfics um (laughs) the last piece of news we have is ryan johnson trilogy is still happening what do you guys think i'm go ahead matt we'll let you go first yeah i'm intrigued i'm probably gonna stay off the internet anytime anything about it comes out Trailer drops, I'm not going to be on the internet. Movie drops, I'm not going to be on the internet. This is this is going to divide a lot of people, and I don't think it's going to matter what what you know what the story is, who's potentially in it, and I'm optimistic. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's still a good. it's still in pre-production so it's still like there's no set time for shooting there's no story there's there's really nothing to it it's just that it's still happening like he hasn't so i don't know like he said it's still happening but i don't know if it's going to happen if that makes sense it does a little bit uh i think it's still going to happen i think they're taking their time on purpose uh like yeah because like you put the stuff out there and you were already trying to drop a trailer or something probably too soon 
it's like one of those bad jokes that somebody says it's too soon, man. Don't do it. I think they're taking their time on purpose. And to be honest with you, I'm glad he's doing it because I do not think that any time, especially if you love any property, that you should ever uh, rule one of the best directors in the game out of your series because you may be missing some of the greatest things that you could possibly get. And let's look at it. He was put into a, a sequel trilogy that we know wasn't probably his fault as far as it being a little bit of a mess, like in certain mm -hmm. spots. Like, and he was in the middle part of that story to build out that thing. And I think if you take that movie away, set it to the side and just watch it and have fun with it, that it is beautifully shot. There's a lot That's of cool gorgeous. story and dialogue with it uh, in that movie. And so I'm like, bro, like if you look at it, he's going to have his own story, right? Like, so maybe it's a trilogy or, you know, or something like that. That's often a different time period. And he's going to be able to be in control of all three movies or at least a major part and how all three movies are done. Man, dude, we could get some seriously good stuff. Look how good Knives Out and Looper, things like that are. Like, we could get those kind of stories in a Star Wars universe. And we know he loves it. Regardless of what you think about The Last Jedi, I was there at the celebration when The Last Jedi's trailer was first revealed. He literally came out because people were camping out in the convention center on sleeping bags at 2 o'clock in the morning with pizza, autographing people's stuff because of how much he loves Star Wars personally. And I don't think that's why he's letting this go. I think he's he's holding on to it because he wants to go in and see what he can do and possibly repay everybody that he may have. He may still think he disappointed some. There's a lot of fans of this movie now, though. The the, the groundswell, kind of like Solo 2, wanting to be taking place. There's a lot of people I see posting now stuff on and positive things about The Last Yeah. Year. I, I the, honestly, The Last Jedi is the only Star Wars movie that I've seen that with every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. Like when I first watched it, I was disappointed just because probably it was on me because I went into The Last Jedi thinking things will happen the way that it was set up in the previous movies. And I still I still say that he ignored some things in, in The Force Awakens, like completely ignored them and rewritten what they were meant to be. Uh, but I pretty much love this movie aside from the Canto by sequence entirety of it i don't like it at all i don't think i don't think it was necessary but like you said looper knives out i love those movies i love them like knives out so good i do have a couple of comments real quick one by jerry jedi who's been actually the homie he's been here like he jerry. actually uh, he's a new fan of the show but uh ryan johnson is amazing jerry. i, I love Jerry's the last awesome. jedi the second favorite Star Wars movie and can't wait for his trilogy. So that that's something you don't see every day on the internet from Ron Johnson. And the other mm -hmm. one is this one, your best friend. Or maybe I knew you were uh, making right. No, no, this one right here. <laughs> I, I, I actually uh, want to see it. I want to uh, see it. You know what? You know what? Uh, wait, Travis, just say in chat, can I tell Justin what you did or no? Like right here on the show. <laughs> Man, if it involves the doctor, the good doctor. Okay. Okay. He said, go ahead. So um, little Mr. Travis over here uh, wrote a story about Dr. Amazon. Okay. And I have it. I'm disappointed he hasn't sent it to my DMs. I mean, he knows I how it. I feel I still, about it. I still haven't read it, but I have it. I want it. Travis, um, get on that. I want to see a DM in my Discord DMs or something like that. <laughs> 
I'll read it because I love the good doctor. That's his new name for me. <laughs> the good <I'll> doctor. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I read a little bit of it. Like he sent me a snippet when he was still writing it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he he's going the horror route. Uh, that will that that will be. No, I mean, awesome, because a lot of people want to see different things in Star Wars. We don't want to see just a swashbuckling adventure every time, right? Like, it'd be yeah. cool to get uh, high-style movies or... <laughs> but high-style movies, uh, to get horror-style movies. Shoot, even to get, like, you could do some cool stuff in Star Wars, I think, like, with a racing-style movie, you know, like with a story yeah. wrapped around some pod racers or something. Yes, a Ford vs. Ferrari-style pod racing movie. Absolutely. I'd love to see that. Finally happened. <laughs> Jerry's like the good doctor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, on an, on another note, um, and I, I said, I said, I did tell Travis that I got him. He wants a Borg Gellet story. So got you, homie. I got you. You wanted an Ewok we'll talk story? About uh, well, you wanted it. You wanted an Ewok story, and I I will give you one the next time we we do um, one of our shows, and then uh, I'll give you a Borgellet story after, or I'll introduce it with that within that story. We'll see how it goes. You never know. <laughs> I think it's an unfairly treated alien in the in the in in the thing. I mean, I think a lot of people try to make fun of that, but when we were. Yeah, we were talking about something uh, not long ago, and Borgullet come up, and we—it's a way for uh, like normal humans that don't have the force to find out information they need, kind of like the force users do. It, it makes it an even playing field for the regular humans that's walking around the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And it. thank you to the guys that said bless me. Anyways, we'll be um, going on talking. We're, we've been talking for like twenty-three minutes. Um, we'll we'll be talking about Mandalorian season three. Uh, possibilities each one will give a theory and how to support it uh, but first there's only two things that we know about the show uh, release date though not official is possibly 2022 and it will not air at the same time as the book of Boba Fett those are the only things that we know about the show uh, aside from like Pedro Pascal coming back mm -hmm. uh, Moff Gideon coming back um Carl Weathers, I think, is coming back. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, but I think he's coming back. Um, Boba and Ming Nguyen possibly coming back. I love that I'm saying half of the Star Wars name and then half of like real humans' name. Yep. I can't pick. <laughs> I can't pick. It's weird for me too. Sometimes I'll say the actor's name when I'm talking about a character instead of the actual character's yeah, name, but then a lot of times I'll say the character's name. Yeah, like yeah, like guys, I know it's Finnick Sham. Like, don't worry, I know it, but I'm just like saying different names. Um, anyways, uh, I'll start off with one of my theories, and it's a theory that me and Justin had uh, the same, uh, the same way. Um, so, you know how the Mandalorian is set, um, like one episode would be about the main story and then they would do like a side quest story. What mm. if the side quest episodes were something like 
you know, how Moff Gideon got the Darksaber, like, like a la Thrawn book, how different chapters have different point of views. So mm -hmm. we could go like either Moff Gideon had the Darksaber or Grogu's training with Luke. And with Grogu's training, it could be like how Luke failed him, possibly. Like it could tie in with the sequel trilogy, having it be like Luke's first failure. Because we know that he didn't have that one failure that made him go to Octu. Yeah. I mm. Did you just did you just do this thinking that Kylo Ren is gonna kill Grogu? Because we're gonna be Maybe. talking about it. We're, we're i I have a full fledged theory on that, and we'll be talking about it at the end. All right. So with that particular thing, I do think that in season three. I don't even think it's uh, really a theory. I actually think it's going to happen as far as there's at least going to be a scene, maybe not a whole show, like where they do a whole show based around it or anything, but I think we're going to see at least a scene or maybe two during the season where we see Luke training uh, Baby Yoda, Grogu. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I think that, it's going to be shot in a way that where we don't have to worry about like say any of the uncounty Valley or any of that stuff. Cause I think like a lot of the times it's going to be like Luke's back to us, but we know it's Luke cause we hear the voice and him speaking to Grogu and possibly showing him things. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of Luke's face for instance, but we're going to know exactly what it is. We're going to know yeah. it. So I do think that's almost 100% with me. I don't think there's no way they're going to do season three and not have any baby Grogu. And that means that Luke is going to have to be involved somehow. Because uh, I don't think, there, there's no way to me, like I've heard even somebody, I was, I was doing some research on this, and I was like, one guy was like, oh, well, Luke just comes back and gives the Mandalorian the baby. And I'm like, what? No, that ain't happening. Like, he's not just going to yeah. show up out of nowhere, giving uh, Jen the uh, Grogu back. Like, it's not going to happen. So we're going to, to me, he's not going to be a big part of the thing, but, there's no way they're not going to have him in it just a little bit, which means we are going to see a little bit of like a training montage, something like that. Like a Rocky four style training montage. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be like a Rocky four training montage for me. It was, it would just be like something um, along the lines of like, didn't possibly going to check up on him because sure. Baby Yoda is very attached to, to Din, but mm -hmm. as we saw in the last episode, Din is very much attached to Baby Yoda as well, but he wants to do what he thinks is best for him. Yeah. And, no, I mean, I and, totally agree with that. And uh, marketing-wise, they would want to sell more Baby Yoda stuff in, like, you know, in the Jedi robes. Yeah, you'd have to be dumb to just throw that away and not cash cash. I mean, come on. <laughs> Maddie's in, interested in that now. In, <laughs> It may have not been like, this is the thing. I, I don't think that they knew how popular baby Yoda was going to be. And plus it was going to be like a very secret thing when he showed up in season one, like, so they didn't want to put it out there, but like with the porgs and stuff like that, that's always been part of star Wars. They hit that up and marketing even before the movies out, people's buying that stuff up. And with Grogu, they didn't, but I understand two reasons why, but one of the reasons may have been, you really don't know how people was going to accept another Yoda being being out there that could have been a bad thing everybody instantly fell in love but that could have been a totally different reaction when you see a because you know 
like there was rumblings going on in the prequels when they had like Yaddle, you know, like people didn't like that. So this could have happened with Baby Yoda, but it didn't. They got the super great response. And I don't know if they knew they were going to get as big of a response from it. I think they knew. I don't think they make something that cute and be like, we hope it works. Yeah, but it's you got the Disney. It's it's Disney. <laughs> they know what they're doing. But you got the old fogies like me sitting in the back, you know, uh, well, actually a little older than I am, that sit in the back and go, but I watched the original trilogy. And you know what? We don't want to know crap about Yoda and his species. We don't want to know. It's kind of like when people got like Solo's name, right? Like when he was like, I'm Han. And the dude was like, well, you know what? Don't have no family. So your name's Solo. That's so stupid. Realizing the whole time they're watching the original trilogy that Solo's name is, is kind of cheesy because like, guess what? He tries to be on his own. He tried to do his own thing. He didn't really, besides Chewbacca, he didn't want to be part of a team. He wanted to be solo. That's how cheesy his name is from the very beginning when you watched it back in the 70s. But they're all like, what do you want to be? I don't want to know what Yoda's species is. I don't want to know it. I mean, so that's the problem you're dealing with. So that's what I'm saying. It's like some people, that she, she froze. But like some people are going are just like that. I mean, and you really don't know the reaction. Some people would have been like, oh, man, they're screwing up Yoda. He's our Yoda's my favorite character. And I don't want him to be touched. And everything else. I mean, you got anything? I mean, I, I mean, you look at how people reacted to Baby Jar Jar when that like meme came out about all right, here's Baby Yoda. Have a look at Baby Jar Jar. Everyone was like, oh. So yeah. it's definitely a possibility. I think as far as Mando season three goes, I think what we're most likely to get with little Dave is that Din goes to check in on him. Like he he has this quest in front of him now, and like maybe he he has to go and fight the war for Mandalore, and he's like, okay, I gotta go do this. Let me go see the kid one last time, because right. I might not come back from this. So let me go see the kid one last time, and then like we get. That's the cool way to do it, Maddie. To be honest with you, like so instead of say we automatically getting like him training baby yoda here like little snippets there here and there like maybe there is a moment we don't see him for all season and it kind of builds up right that builds up tension we don't see him all season but towards the end of season three when one of the big things his big missions happening right the season finale kind of thing like maybe the show beforehand or maybe at the very first part of that last episode he goes to find Grogu to be able to be like, hey, I'm here for you. But he doesn't know if he's going to make it out alive. That'd be a pretty strong thing. It, it kind of like at the very end of this season when the whole like he took off his helmet because he knew he was leaving and he reached up and touched, uh, you know, uh, Din's face uh, and everything oh, else. So, but yeah, that's, that I'm sorry. that's pretty interesting. We're talking about like where we were kind of talking about maybe having a little bit of training with Luke uh, Bador. Uh, Maddie was actually talking about like maybe we don't see him do any training, but right before uh, the Mandalorian goes and does like the big mission or the final thing for season three, like maybe that next to last or last episode, he goes to Grogu to tell him possibly goodbye because he doesn't know if he's going to be able to survive and, and, and do the mission. Oh, <laughs> why, Maddie? Could happen. But we're not talking about baby Grogu dying. We're talking about possibly the Mandalorian. I know. That's still a moment. Oh, no. It'd be powerful. It would be yeah. powerful. But then you have, like, the, when they do the big 
culmination series that they're planning. They're fighting on Mandalore, and then suddenly who comes in to help save the day? Dave. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. It's on, it's on the other show, not this one. Oh, my bad, Grogu. <laughs> now, my uh, first thing that I think we may could see in Mandalorian Season 3 sort of aligns with this just a little bit, but not exactly. Because even though he's trained in a baby Grogu, that doesn't mean he started anything. Uh, what do you all think about the possibilities of us getting Luke a little bit, just not a big story plot point, uh, in the season, but maybe an episode where we kind of get the hints or the feel that Luke is actually starting the next Jedi Order that he tries to put together, like actually beginning levels of that, right? Not just Grogu. Maybe the next time you see him, there's like another little kid there he's trying to train or somebody else that he's found that has some force ability. Uh, do y'all think that we're even going to get part of that or they're going to stay away from that totally? So speaking with Thrawn about this one, um, we talked about it before, and it was when uh, Luke took uh, Grogu to begin with. Uh, he said his his word, it was a retcon, because in the comics, I think, or in one of the books, um, Ben was his first student. So I don't know if mm. they will retcon any of that. Yeah, I mean, that's <clears throat> it's probably happened in a comic because I haven't heard about it being in a book, but I'm not going to say that because I haven't read every single book. But if it does say that uh, Ben was his first student, uh, that can really go to that. Right. Like that that can be mm -hmm. correct. Like they could be a retcon there. Uh, maybe he could try to push it away as like. Well, what happens if Grogu does get taken away from Luke faster than expected? So maybe he doesn't count him as an actual like uh, Padawan or a trainee because mm -hmm. he didn't keep him for long enough. So we don't know. Right. So let's say yeah. in season three, Grogu, for some reason, has to leave Luke and Luke couldn't really finish what he was doing. Would Luke consider him his technically first student? So, um, so with with this one, it's kind of it kind of goes with what I what I thought if if. um Luke is training Grogu, but it's his first failure. It would be he would, you know, not count it. Like, like it's it kind of goes with it with the theme of Star Wars from a certain point of view. Um, you know, what I told you the truth, the truth from a certain point of view, uh, kind of thing with like what what Obi Wan did to Luke, and now Luke is doing to Ben. Mm -hmm. Of him not having a a, a one before that he failed. Right, Maddie, you got something of else on this, or you want to go with your first little theory? Or I think, in regards to your one, I think maybe there's someone that could train Grogu that's not necessarily Luke. Like they take him to Luke's compound where he's training them, but there's mm -hmm. other people there that can train him because Ooh. you've got the the lost 12 or however many like the lost 20 i think it is like there are other force wielders out there there could potentially be other jedi out there yeah. if if luke has picked up on grogu who's to say he didn't pick up on someone else i mean we know opal ancestors is um he's alive quinlan voss quinlan voss is alive oh god you said quinlan voss now i remember there, what kind of that... 
So you're expounding on that because I'm thinking maybe we just get a touch, but you're actually saying there's a possibility he's been further down the line of already starting this new Jedi order. Like, and we just haven't heard about it. And, and like yeah, because it's been like five yeah. years. It's been five years. So I'm, I think maybe he's tracking down other Jedi rather than training them. Possibly. But that could be true. Like Maddie's right. Like he could take him back to his compound or whatever. And there's a couple other people that he trusts. Like, let's just say a Quinlan boss is there. That dude's a Jedi Knight. Like that dude could start training someone easily. So like maybe Grogu's actually, he picks him up to take him to safety and gets him trained. That doesn't mean that Luke Skywalker himself specifically trains you. And I wasn't even thinking about that. That's pretty good. Dude, pretty good. if Quinlan if Quinlan boss trains uh Grogu and Quinlan's like you know, touching with the dark side. Saying, baby, uh, force choke baby Yoda may not be a, like one time thing. I mean, that could be the perfect master for him. Yeah. Someone who's touched the dark side and the light and went yeah. back and forth. So, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Maddie, what you got you for have, us, Matt? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think. And see, I've kind of gone back and forth with this one. I think we're going to get like a, a Jon Snow kind of a story of the boy who would be king, but doesn't want to be. It's like, we saw how quick he wanted to hand off the Darksaber. And mm -hmm. Mokatan was looking like, oh, yeah, that ain't going to work for me. Like, those two are going to have to duke it out. I feel like we're going to find out why Bo-Katan had to go and look for the Darksaber again. Maybe she had it, and the people Mandalore thought she wasn't worthy because it was given to her. And maybe she thinks if someone gives it to her again, then the people Mandalore are going to be like, no, you're still not our ruler. Like, you have to beat this guy. So I think we're going to see those two be at odds. But I think we're going to see kind of more... I w well, this is what I personally want to see, more of... The Mandalorian kind of Spartan culture, because that's essentially what they are. They're the Spartans of Star Wars. So I kind of want to see a bit more of that fleshed out. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like one of one of my uh, my theories that I had is we'll find out why Bo-Katan refused to take the dark saber like she did in Rebels. Um, like in in my head, it's. It's like when she took the dark saber, her rule was questioned, mm -hmm. uh, and when she lost it, it was like pe the people didn't rally behind her. They didn't fight with her because she what she she didn't win it to begin with. So now she wants to get it back the right way, and um, yeah, I think I think I think that goes well with what I said about how Moth Gideon got the lightsaber because um uh i forgot gideon's actor name it's like on the tip of my tongue Giancarlo esposito yeah. yes um he said you'll be seeing a lot more of me in in season two and season three so okay. i don't i don't know i don't we, know i am me and Dwayne watch the Clone Wars because, you know, they, you go through that whole series. And this is something I haven't talked to Bador with afterwards. But me and Dwayne had a conversation about the fact that, like, she got it the wrong way the first time. Things didn't work out like she wanted it to. So this time she's really trying to do things the more correct way. Mm -hmm. 
And there's there's three or four or five different sects of these Mandalorians. There may be even another section of Mandalore that we don't even we haven't even seen in any of the shows yet, right? Like we haven't even bumped into. And they all have firm beliefs on certain things, but not like the same exact beliefs. Like, so we all getting confused about the dark saber and why does this happen? Or we even got confused with the helmets being taken off and like, well, they can't hear. But that's because they have different beliefs. Like some people are going to be uh say Baptist while some people are, you know, like another Protestant religion or whatnot. And they all have these little minor differences, even though the whole is kind of the same, they they still believe in the same big thing. Mm-hmm. Because this to me reminds me of like in a religious section. Uh to me, that's what it aligns with the most. And I kind of agree with you, Maddie. Like you're gonna kind of get that reluctant hero that we've already gotten with Han Solo. And if you think about it, Luke Skywalker's kind of a reluctant hero because even after Obi-Wan told him and showed him his father's lightsaber, his first comment was, oh, dude, let's go get on a ship and go out there and defeat everybody in the galaxy with a new weapon. It was, oh, I still got to go help at the farm. I still got to go back to, you know, mm-hmm. Peru and all that and get the stuff done. And it wasn't automatically to go out to this galaxy and, and win and, and defeat the Death Star. So, like, he even became, like, a reluctant hero in a certain way. And they've done it before, so it wouldn't. Yeah, it's 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 the, it's the story of Star Wars. Uh, like, you had Rey, she was reluctant to get back to, she wanted to get back to Jakku. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin, in some way, he didn't want to leave his mother, which, again, was his downfall to the dark side. Um, I'll add one thing to your, to your point, what uh, I think... If Bo-Katan ends up with the Darksaber, her duel to get it will be in front of the Mandalorians. Because she, I think they will want proof, and she will want to prove it to them. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good way that you could potentially turn a beloved character like Bo-Katan into something of an antagonist. Because not only was she given the Darksaber, she lost it. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be she's going to be pretty miffed that mm-hmm. her rule is a questioned and b now she has to go through this this cultist that has no that we know of no ties to the throne no ties to any royal family and now he yeah. has it she's going to be pretty miffed yeah but let's not forget like Bo-Katan was not like the saint that people think she is like in 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 Clone Wars, she was literally burning down houses and enslaving w- women of the that village. Um, mm-hmm. So she she wasn't she wasn't really like the greatest, but you know, redemption arc Star Wars. Yep. Um, well, since we're talking about Mandalorians and the different sectors of them, I'll go into my um, little theory: is like a Mandalorian civil war kind of thing with the 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 different um factions uh or whatever because we'll i'm i'm 100 percent sure or not not 100 percent. i'm like pretty sure that we'll be learning about the uh children of the watch and we'll be learning about like where bo-katan uh like her her creed um and how different they are and then she'll teach him about the different other clans that they're they they have um i'm trying to look through my notes about um 
Yeah. Uh, so Mandalorian Civil War. And then there's this thing about uh, Din taking off his helmet, which will possibly cause the Civil War uh, between... Because we'll probably see the armor again. And then she'll think that she influenced him to take off his helmet and uh, betray her. So she could be, like, in my head, she could be the big bad of the season. Uh, I'm linking it to so many theories. But, like, she could be, she could be, um, or, like, a section of big bad in, in the Mandalorian arc. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's uh, what I think. I will go with this. Uh, I agree with you, but I just don't think it's going to happen in season three. Uh, I do think that they're in a bad enough spot now that they you would have to be really dumb, like a really dumb leader of people, if you couldn't understand the fact that you need to band together now just for survival, right? So I think it's going to be more about these different sects and different clans coming together and against a common enemy to get their world back. Now I do think in the future, like after they get Mandalore back, or even if it's another planet, they go and cultivate for their own and they take over it or something that they will be civil war and unrest because the thing that the Mandalorians relate to me the most in our lives is uh, if you know the history of North America and the North American Indians, they had this whole section of land that we call America now, but they were all different tribes, just like we have different sections and houses of these Mandalorians. And they always fought against each other. Even when, you know, people started coming from foreign lands to take over, they still fought against each other. Didn't ever come together. And that's one of their biggest downfalls. There are these great warriors, like respected to be these great warriors. But because of that, all they do is fight each other. But I do think they will come together in this little certain moment of history to save themselves, but then start fighting again. I think it will be the opposite. So you think they'll fight themselves and then... No, I think that they think they will fight and then going back to what uh, Bo-Katan said in previous season, if we just stopped the infighting, we would have taken out the Empire. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and was it the Empire? Yeah, I think she said Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they will be fighting first and then realizing how hey wait there's like a bigger bad that we can take our home back and then go back to our ways uh because right now they don't like each other because when when bo-katan and didn't meet she's like oh you're one of them gross You're one of those guys. You're one of those guys. You're so stinky. Right before you go, Maddie, I will say this. When we talk about the Mandalorians, most people don't realize because maybe they don't dive deeper into the past. But the Mandalorians were so, like, badass warriors that they fought both at different times, sometimes at the same time, the Jedi and the Sith, Mm -hmm. and held their own and won battles against Sith and Jedi. So like together, these people can be one of the most powerful entities, maybe even above force users out there. Mm-hmm. Well, cause their armor and their weapons are designed mm-hmm. to fight Jedi. Yeah. Go ahead, Maddie. See, I don't think we'll get to actual Mandalore until the big culmination event, because, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about this, 
I think, and this is going to make Thrawn happy, I think Thrawn is currently ruling over Mandalore. That's my big theory. I think he's the one in control. I think you Moff think? Gideon is, yeah, I think Moff Gideon is just like his little puppet. And I think we're going to get, that armorer has got a lot to answer for. Din is, Din is going to have questions and he's going to go back to the armorer. And what? Justin's right, that could cause a civil war. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a case of, there's a lot of infighting because you see that there's Mandalorians that are loyal to the Empire. So if Thrawn is going to be in power, he's going to have Mandalorians under his control. So it's going to be a case of maybe Bo-Katan has to rally, or even Din, now that Din has the Darksaber, he has to rally everyone that's not under the influence of the Empire to fight against their own people who are under the control of the Empire. And part of me doesn't want to see this, but part of me does. I think the Mandalorians will lose. I think this will be the last great war of the Mandalorians, and then they'll just die and just become mm. legend. And the the First Order will just stamp them out, like they did, like the Empire did the Jedi. You see that, Bador? So, you see what Drew Valentine just did? He not only <laughs> saying that Mandalore might die on a mission, the whole Mandalorian race would be wiped out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to break up after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's here's the thing that I'm thinking of why I don't, I think Thrawn will be part of the, uh, like the culmination episode, like where all the, all the different shows will, will go together. I don't think he's going to be on Mandalore simply because we know the Ahsoka series is going to be the Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra and Thrawn, right? Mm. How is, if Thrawn is in the unknown regions, how is he in the unknown regions and then ruling Mandalore at the same time? Moff okay. Gideon, like his puppet, he's behind the scenes working through Moff Gideon. But, then but maybe how like, how are they communicating if there's if he's in the, you know, he's wrapped up? Like I I don't I I don't I don't see it. I don't see him being the ruler of Mandalore. I see him being the big bad of the the four shows that we're gonna get: the Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Rangers, and Ahsoka. I think he's gonna be like the big bad because Thrawn is smart and he definitely is the kind of villain. Not not villain. I do love him. Um, not so great guy. Um, that they will need all the help they can get to to try and defeat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think I. I don't think. Uh, I just saw Travis's comment. I don't. I don't. He's like, um, she's got a point. Wait, we're in public. I disagree with it, or she's wrong. And we got this one right here from Jerry. I, I agree with Maddie until that point. No, Maddie, no. I guess that's talking about when you said all the Mandalorians were dying. <laughs> <laughs> you could see a repeat of history, right? The, yeah. the Jedi tried to stand up to the the Empire and failed. So maybe the Mandalorians yeah. try to stand up to the First Order and fail. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to throw. Sorry. If I can, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there because we're dancing around it. So we might as well talk about it if you don't mind. Because uh, one of my things on here that I took a note on was I think the First Order will be mentioned for the first time in this show. Now, obviously, 
in the sequel trilogies. We heard it mentioned because the movies came out first. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about timeline-wise, this is the first time that this name is going to be said out loud, like as an actual thing in the like story of all the stuff happening leading up to the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and they've we're been about teasing to, it. Yeah, and we're about to watch something tonight that I'm kind of waiting to watch just so I can get a better grasp of exactly what happens, maybe about a timeline, because this is something that I was talking to a couple people about. And that is the Thrawn gets taken away, just like Ezra does, to like the mm -hmm. outer reaches or unknown space. Mm -hmm. We also know there's a character because the Aftermath trilogy happens like before this, if I'm not mistaken, called Admiral Sloan. She takes one of the hid, uh, hidden uh, uh, Star Destroyers because it had coordinates set in there from the Emperor himself of where to go and had that plan set up. She takes that Star Destroyer, goes out to the outer reach of the outer reaches, unknown world, unknown space. They're probably there at the exact same time, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, her and Thrawn get together starts forming what we know of as the first order and we start to see that culmination coming in to the very end of this story after all these shows come out i don't think we're going to get a lot of that in mandalorian season three but that's what i'm interested in watching on tonight because if they're both out there they're both getting stuff together and that might mean you're right maddie like maybe they have ways to come back and forth from that where they're at to like the 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 galaxy that we know of and like you said, have somebody like a Gideon out there doing his bidding, trying to get like Mandalore. Maybe that's why Gideon had the dark saber to begin with, right? Like he was trying to maybe take over Mandalore and be in charge. And that was one of the things they were trying to do. So what do y'all think about that? That, that? that is very interesting. Um, so reading the uh, Thrawn books, the... The, if if what you're saying is true, and if Thrawn trusted Slo Sloane, right? Mm -hmm. If Thrawn trusted her, he could have told her about um, the. He could have told her about the Chiss, and the Chiss have like these little young women who are basically navigators, and mm -hmm. they could. I don't. They basically can navigate through hyperspace without needing coordinates. Computers, yeah. Yeah. So if he trusted her like that, it, it could be a possibility that they have it mapped out, but the resistance doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because like in that, have you, I don't, because I think me and you were talking about the books. Have you read the Aftermath trilogy, Bedore? No, I'm, I'm a start it. Okay. So sorry, because this is kind of a spoiler. It's not the biggest thing. It doesn't ruin uh, the whole it's, series. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But all right, so there's a big bad in the in the aftermath trilogy. Oh wait, you're gonna spoil it right now. Okay, I'm gonna take my headphones off, and you tell me when to come back. Okay, there's a big bad in the aftermath trilogy. That big bad, Admiral Sloan's kind of working for, but things happen during the story. I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happens. That uh, Sloan and that character kind of goes at each other. Sloan overcomes him, and she takes over this thing, these plans that the uh, Palpatine is set in stone. Like Palpatine, Jakku's kind of important because Palpatine went there before and got some people. 
And he started even training troopers in a different way and had somebody that was going to be learning to train those troopers and stuff. And he had these coordinates already set on this big Star Destroyer. And the Star Destroyer is something Commander Sloan gets with all the knowledge. And she jumps into uh, hyperspace to go to one of these locations. And because of what we know from Rebels, I just want to get the timeline a little better. That's why I said the watch along tonight is really important because we see that episode tonight where Thrawn gets taken to that same area of the galaxy that we don't know a lot about. And they meet, converge, and that's how the First Order started. And imagine what someone like Thrawn could do with all that information. You're good. You're good. <laughs> You're good. All right. Imagine what someone like Thrawn could do with all that information. See? See, this is what happens, Bador. Your friends come in here and they try, they know me and they try to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm just going to throw up this comment by your best friend, PLD. It's not going to work. <laughs> I read it and I was like, oh, Justin, please don't see it. Justin, please don't see it. I'm, I, I'm being good. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm being good. I'm not going to let it. Oh, look who's here. Hi, Matt. <laughs> anybody who spoils it for the angel Bador, you are correct but no that's why i'm going where i'm going and I, that's why i said the watch alone is kind of important to me tonight tonight because i kind of want to get a better feel of it of what i'm saying but mm -hmm. i do know the aftermath trilogy and i know that and to me i think in season three as far as shows go i know somebody said in bloodline is technically mentioned but i'm not 100 positive with timelines there and like which one would technically come first the bloodline story are this uh, story right here that we're getting in Mandalorian and, the, and how that functions. But I do think this is going to be one of the first times as far as canon and that timeline that we hear the first order said. I think it's going to be towards the end Blood of the season. line happens after. So this would technically be the first one then. It, it's around the same time period, so it's really close. Like, I think while this stuff's happening, uh, Princess Leia's out there doing her thing. Like while we're watching Mandalorian, she's out there doing her thing that probably happens in Bloodline and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I have another little selfish reason why I want Thrawn to be the big bad. Because he's the greatest, second greatest. Tell me, you can't tell me that it wouldn't be cool to see Din Djarin and Thrawn go at it in a fight. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yes. yes. I, yes. One hundred percent. Wait. Yes. Yes. I want to uh, see it. Yeah. I. I one hundred percent agree. Like, uh, I'll say this. Like, uh, I. I love Maul. Maddie knows this. Justin knows this. I think everyone knows this. Um, but reading uh, and watching Rebels, I. I. I really, really, really like Thrawn. Reading the Thrawn books, I really, really love Thrawn. No, Thrawn's awesome. He's amazing. And the crazy part is, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on something that we may not. <laughs> the thing about Thrawn is, is I, I, and I told the Thrawn, the guy who loves Thrawn, he has this name, Thrawn. They, the biggest thing is, it's like we got in Thrawn all throughout this other timeline, like in Rebels and stuff that he technically wasn't ever involved in. Mm -hmm. In uh, original trilogy Star Wars and everything else, he wasn't there. Then he, we got the book that happened afterwards. Guess what time period we're in, folks? The same time period that Thrawn was in originally, whenever his original trilogy came out, that's technically Legends books now. And mm -hmm. there's some similarities that's happening already. He had to go out to the outer reaches, like I was just talking about. Guess what? He comes from the outer reaches at this point in time. He was actually sent to the edges of the galaxy Can you stop by the books that I'm gonna I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not exploring books. I'm just saying there's similarities 
to where like he had to come back like he was already stationed out there in those outer reaches that he got sent to right in the uh old legends trilogy so yeah. like and he's coming back to this time period there was a clone of emperor palpatine in that story and guess what we got in the sequel trilogies a clone of palpatine how yeah. close is this to becoming yeah. almost the original trilogy of thrawn and we didn't even know it yeah could we get that possibly because oh because they're bringing stuff from from legends already uh they the honestly like i know i said i was gonna read all the canon books and then go into legends but everyone keeps telling me about the Thrawn Legends book. Um, I'm gonna read them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm, I'm gonna read Aftermath, and then I'm gonna read uh, the the newest Thrawn book because it's on its way. Uh, and then I'm gonna read the uh, Legends Thrawn books. Well, think about think about it like this, Bador. You need to read the Legends books whenever you get the chance because it's just like it. Uh, we use uh, the stories from, say, Greek and Roman mythology. They are stories to us now, but we still even read them to get some historical fact from. So even though they're these stories doesn't mean you don't get anything that you could use as real history. Just as close book. I love that, <laughs> 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 I love that even Travis, Travis says she'll read them. Oh, he knows. He knows. Uh, you guys don't know this, but I'm... I'm I want a challenge with Travis, and I'm a gloat right now because we're on we're on my show, and I'm a gloat. Um, Travis was reading Light of the Jedi and was taking forever to read it, and I said, "How many books am I gonna read before you finish it? <laughs> before you actually finish this actual this one book?" And he said three, and uh, he started reading the well he listens to the book and he he started listening to the book first at normal speed and then at 1.5 speed and i still managed to read three books before he finished one wow <laughs> i mean you trying to say my man travis is a slow reader he's a slow listener that's for sure wow <laughs> slow everything <laughs> the words of matthew mcconaughey those rookie numbers travis all right <laughs> I mean, so I, in in all fairness, I did I did read two books in one day to beat him. So if if I stuck to my normal reading schedule, then he would have beaten me. But if he stuck to his normal reading schedule, I would have finished ten books. Got you. Uh, well, Anyways, <laughs> let's go back to the show. Yeah, so so like, <laughs> if nobody has anything to add to what I was I, just talking about, uh, we can go on to the next one. Uh, I I don't have anything to add, but I do have a couple of things that I want to mention because I do have four points to 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 bring out. Um, I kind of want I kind of want to link them together. Um, do you think uh, this one is just a question? Do you guys think we'll get an episode where we get the history of the dark saber explained to Din? Because we got it in text form, and we got a little bit of it in in Clone Wars and a little bit in in Rebels, um, but we didn't get like an actual, you know, visualization of the whole thing. You know, you can you can you can get um, I forgot his name. Was it Tar? Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla actually does Tar-Vizla. sound. Yeah, Tar Vizsla. 
um, the the first the first Mandalorian Jedi, we, like they can actually explain him and actually cast someone and could have like a just a one episode arc of of the dark saber. I'm in love with the dark saber. If you guys didn't know, so I really want this. I. You can say in this show that we've gotten, um, like Vermont Monk said, I think it was, uh, we haven't got, we have gotten a flashback already because you got to see like Dinjarin whenever he got first picked up. Like it goes back to the Clone Wars, even though we're ahead of that. It shows him the, like, the trap door being opened up and he's about to be shot and he gets saved. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about flashbacks. I'm talking about um, a visualization of Tarvisla being the Jedi and then the, the journey of the Darksaber. And then wink, wink, maybe they get a little bit of mall sprinkled in there. But you are talking about going, but we're talking about still going back into the past and telling a story that's already happened, like of how the dark saber passed on yes. from this person to this person and how it's supposed yes. to work. So I think that's a possibility, uh, but I don't think we will get that. I think it's going to be more along the lines of kind of what we've already gotten where Bo-Katan kind of says, yeah, just... Uh, you get a little bit of uh, exposition by characters talking about it. Like maybe mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's explaining it to somebody else or still explaining it more to clearly to Jen mm-hmm. and, and go from there. But I don't know if we'll have like a whole episode. It'd be interesting. I would love to see I, it. I, I, I would love it. It's just, it's just part of me that's being very, very selfish. And I want like Bo-Katan and Din, and Din to just sit by the fire like Grogu and Ahsoka and just talk about the Darksaber history. And then, you know, zoom into the fire and then you just see like the flashback starts and we get like the story like just a one episode arc of uh not her talking but us actually seeing tarvisla and then mm-hmm. the rules that were set up i mean it, <laughs> saying it, alert. it would appear that like all these different sects of mandalorian have a different version of history yeah. so i think it would be cool to see like him take it to the armorer and the armor give that her version of Mandalorian mm-hmm. history because we know that the Children of the Watches is very different to what Bo-Katan. So I think it would be cool to get oh. different perspectives. So maybe Dude. an alternate history. Maybe, but you just said um, you just said the armor and um, and what if what if he does take the dark saber to the armor and then. She'll, she she'll say it. like, no, no. She'll say you 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 made our master proud talking about Maul. Because I'm I'm still putting it out there. The armor with her horns. We well, won't be able to see Maul because he's gone. We, he's he's horns. gone. Yes, but. La 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 la. But when you talk, <laughs> but no, you are onto something, Bador. Because even though he's physically not there, he could have a Sith holocron. That kind of has his teachings or something still over there. He could just be there, kind of like uh, I, I don't know if you want to call it God, but someone that mm. they look up to. Like you are still yeah. making our master proud, even though he's physically not there. Yeah, uh, Jerry, Jerry, I know he's saying Maul is dead. He, he don't bring him back. I know he's dead. <laughs> don't worry, I know he's dead. Uh, it's just like I, I, because I, uh, I don't think you've been watching us since we started. Uh, my theory is that since season one is the armor is um one of the people that followed maul when when he mm-hmm. got the dark saber and she still follows his rules right so he's not physically there but he's, he's there not physically in there but yes <laughs> in spirit yeah yeah all the 
Mulder <laughs> But you've got a, well, I mean, it, you're right. Like her armor has a, a tinge of red in it and she's wearing a thing with horns on it. Yes. And just like, you know, people have paintings and stuff. They probably have drawings of mall or, you know, just whatever that they use. And he's still kind of their ruler, even though he's not there. So, yeah. 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 Because I don't think he lost it. So he didn't, he didn't. I mean, he lost it to, I guess, Palpatine since he defeated him. I'm sorry, Maddie. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but technically, he still had the Darksaber because in Rebels, it, will, it was still with him in in the Night Sisters um, mm -hmm. cave. Yeah. It's a good theory. Um, yeah. I like yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. I um like I said, I kind of agree with that. And she and I did I've always agreed with you with Maul possibly being like her influence because of the way she looks. That could just be they wanted to make some cool armor and it's just happen chance. But mm -hmm. that could mean, like you saying, it could be more of a backstory. It'd be cool for him to go back to where she's at, pick her up and get some information from her. Cause now he's got other information about these other Mandalorians. So now he can walk in and question her. Well, hey, I went to these other group. They don't even keep their helmets on the whole time. And we got to keep our helmets on. Why is that? Why is yeah, this? Yeah, man, dark? I can't breathe. Yeah, she holds up the dark or he holds up the dark saber and he's like, What is this supposed to mean? And then she's like, Well, son, sit down by the campfire. And then maybe that's the way, <laughs> maybe that's the way you get a story, right? Because I'm envisioning that part possibly being told they go somewhere and there's this old piece of Mandalorian art. Like this huge like moral moral that has like the different histories of Mandalore throughout history that somebody's kept together. It's almost like a history of Mandalore period. And maybe they get to that and it's kind of like a shrine or something like that. And maybe Bo Katan showing uh our character Denjarin, the Mandalorian, like this is where we became, this is where we started, this is the history, and it's like this huge, cool looking piece of art thing. But besides that, no, nah, I mean. I think it's cool it goes back to her possibly and they have a chat. Mm -hmm. Um, Maddie, do you have anything? Yeah, I think I'm thinking the same along those lines. He goes back and he gets maybe an alternative story of what mm -hmm. the dark saber is and what it it's meaning. Because at the minute we're hearing multiple different right. stories about about Mandalore itself, like it's cursed. Everyone on there is dead. Like, who knows at this point what's true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if any of that is true. I think a lot of it is just hearsay. Why are you laughing? Because I just saw this comment because it did sound like I said that. A huge Merle. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've got some quick questions, though. It's not really, like, as much of theories that we can just kind of give a couple yeah. of answers of what we think on. Because, uh Will we see more of this cloning stuff with like that might be the beginnings of Snoke and Palpatine? Will we see more of that story evolve or is that done? Right. Like because the doctor that was helping out, he's technically still alive somewhere. We just didn't see him like at the end of the story on season two. It just ended and when they never told us where he was at or anything. But he's still out there. Like, well, are we going to get any more of that? I don't know. Like with that one, I don't know. I don't know how much they want to link it so much with the sequel trilogy instead of keeping it its own separate thing that links to it if that makes sense mm -hmm. 
So, what do you think, um, I'm over. It's a difficult one. I think they're going to lean away from it. I think it was just like a little hint. Yeah. Being like, okay, this is what the first order is up to. Like, now let's move away from it. Like, we've shown. So let's move away now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one other question thing I had, and this is probably, this might be a good one to be almost close to the end of the show because I know Bador, she's probably going to get in her feelings. Do Ahsoka and Luke meet? Whether it be like in person. Not, not, not in this, not in this one. Not in this one. You don't mm -hmm. think, but, but because my thing is, it's like somewhere during the scene or during the season, him and Ahsoka, maybe not in person, right? Like not where they can touch each other, but at least maybe through a holocron image or not a holocron, but a holonet image uh, that we actually see her and Luke talk and they talk about his dad, her master. I think, I think that will possibly happen in uh, the Ahsoka series. I don't think Ahsoka is going to be in this season of Mandalorian. No, I think that's that's definitely an Ahsoka series thing, and that that needs to happen mm -hmm. in person. I yes. think those two need to okay. have a sit that's, down. That's a big emotional moment. I don't think they'll take that away from her show and put it in the Mandalorian. Man, I'm gonna cry, this. and we're gonna no. do a reaction, and I'm gonna be crying, and then someone from Lucasfilm was gonna make fun of me, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you make fun of me, and I'm not gonna make crazy YouTube video trying to attack you. You, you know when you have that moment when you think you like oh man we might see something and two people dump right on it i think we will see it i just don't know <laughs> if we'll see it in the mandalorian no i agree i, I mean once you think about it probably more <laughs> than a story. Me, I swear. Uh, but emotions aren't for sure <laughs> it's fine it's fine i'll just make a youtube video saying maybe they're not and I agree yeah. with them. Uh, anyways, uh, I have a question. Uh, with Moth Gideon being uh, captured, who will be the big bad of this season, or do you think Moth Gideon will escape? Bo-Katan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. I haven't went and thought that way until we started doing the show because I think Maddie was talking about that possibly happening or even Bedore talking about that possibly happening earlier on in this show right here. Uh, I really didn't even give that a second thought. I just thought they would just come to some kind of agreement or something like that and do the thing. Uh, but that could be the possibility. I kind of think that even though we're not going to see him, because if we do see him, because I believe that Thrawn, we're going to see Thrawn for the first time in the flesh season three Mandalorian, but it's going to be the last thing you see. It's not going to be him doing anything good or great. It's just going to be a little small. It's going to be like the loop thing we got at season two, but it's going to be at the end of season three. You're going to see Thrawn for the first time in live action. Like I say, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to, you're not going to see him like whoop somebody's butt or come to the rescue of another bad guy or something like that. I just think that someone's going to like do on a comm link or something be like, sir we have a problem or something because so and so whatever mission just failed and it's actually them calling thron we go to thron's base our ship whatever you see him he answers it and be like i'm on the way and puts the comm link or whatever I have a down. question uh, do we know if ahsoka is a one season thing as far as i know yes it's it's a one season thing 
I think it's a one season thing to get to because I do think Thrawn's going to be in more of Ahsoka season than in a Mandalorian. But I do think we may see the first glimpse, and it might even pump up Ahsoka. Could you imagine you watch? Season yeah, three? that's that's what I was thinking. Because if Ahsoka is a one season thing, then Thrawn will show up, possible like not show up full fledged, but maybe like you know last episode of the season or like halfway like towards towards the end of it um mm-hmm. just have someone like reaching out to him and then you just see like a blue figure uh from the back or or something like if you see thrawn you're gonna know it's thrawn um so yeah yeah that's, no i mean that's... it'd be a holy crap moment and it won't be yes. that big of a thing mm-hmm. but if you saw thrawn but and you, i was just gonna say if, if you saw his Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm saying if Ahsoka is more than more than one season, I don't think we'll see Thrawn. That's okay. It. I think it's just one season, but my hopes is I want to get as pumped up for this Ahsoka as I possibly can. And I'm going to get pumped up anyway. She's one of my favorite characters. But Thrawn, if you see his face and that's all you get, right, you really want it. And then Ahsoka's series is coming up and you know, like he's probably even going to be in trailers for the new Ahsoka series when they start putting it out there. You know now that he's definitely 100% in that, how pumped up you're going to be to watch the season of Ahsoka, even if it's only one a season. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be jacked up, man. It might be, yeah. it might even be above a movie. Yeah. Jerry's asking real question when do we get Ezra? We get Ezra in the Ahsoka series. And that's what's going to lead on to my next thing. I just had two quick things. Leading on from that, what if we see kind of like a book of Boba Fett kind of post credits? And it's Thrawn torturing Ezra to get information. I can out of see him. that. I can see that. I one hundred percent can see that. Yeah. I, I like. I like. I like the post-credit scene thing more. Yeah. And then the second thing is about Moff Gideon. Who's to say that Bo-Katan doesn't turn around and try to kill Din Djarin? And then Din Djarin escapes with Moff Gideon. And then there's some kind of little alliance between those two to be like, okay, how can we stop this crazy Mandalorian? Like, how can we stop Bo-Katan? I need your help. Yeah, you're the bad guy. Yeah, you try to kill my kid. But this one was trying to kill me. And I need your help, information from you on how I can beat her. I don't know about the second one. Love the first Listen. one. Don't know about the second one. I don't. I don't think there's gonna be a a moment where Din is gonna think, "Oh yeah, for the guy that's been chasing me for two seasons, he's not gonna say two seasons. He's gonna say like the amount of time, but two seasons. Um, I'm gonna forgive him and work with him right now. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, kind of thing. Because I don't think that's gonna yeah. be like a, a pretty good idea it would be interesting to see but i i don't see it happening to some people that are watching this now or to some people that watch this later on when it's on youtube they're going to possibly hear what maddie gunner's saying and saying man there ain't no way it's bo katan she's like one of my favorites and she's a good guy but if you go back to the beginning parts of like the mandalorian story for clone wars she wasn't that she wasn't the good guy she only became good because she wanted to go against the power of Maul, 
right? Like she started siding with the others that we were fans of because she didn't like Maul taking control. But she was actually part of the bad guys, you would say, part of the Death Watch mm-hmm. beforehand. And then, like I said, she kind of turned good because she had the common enemy and didn't want Maul in control anymore. So who's to say her selfishness of just wanting that power of wanting to have control of the Mandalorians that like she doesn't just go slap nuts like like they separate, they get off the ship, they end the season two on. But Bo-Katan's like, no, I'm about to get that lightsaber, bro. I'm about to get that dark saber. It's about to be in my hands. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what happens if Bo-Katan becomes the common enemy, not Moff Gideon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be an interesting. I don't. Talk. I don't think they'll redeem her to unredeem her, then redeem her, because we know she's gonna get redeemed at the end. Or does she? Yeah. Yeah. What if she just dies in battle? She wouldn't have a chance to be redeemed. We could see the I death of both the time. I don't think there's. They redeem a lot of people in Star Wars. I think sure. what only Palpatine was not redeemed. But how tragic would it be if she didn't? Yeah, but if they truly, you, if you have to win the dark saber by combat, if I'm not mistaken, it's combat by death, or can the other person like yield? I guess. No, no, they can not yield, but like win the battle without death, just like uh, didn't want it from Moff Gideon. He didn't kill him, but yeah, he no, still won Gar the Saxon battle. didn't die either on that, or he didn't get killed at first, but then he tried to be stupid. But I'm just saying, like, he could have walked away alive as well against Sabine. Yes. Uh, so I, I was going to say that if they have to fight to the death, like one of them has to die and it's called the Mandalorian. So it ain't going to be him. <laughs> it's going to be Bo-Katan, but they could actually have that fight and not, nobody has to die. So I actually have a theory about that Mandalorian thing, but well, it's not my theory. It's someone else's theory. Um, I do have, I do have a question. You said Sabine, do you think we'll see her in this season? I'm going to say no. Really? I think she's another one that will show up in Ahsoka. 100% she'll show up in Ahsoka's um, series, but I don't know. Like, Would they want to introduce her in this one so they can just start off their adventure? What? I'm going to add to this question and maybe say, who do you think is the most likely? Not that we think 100% they're going to be on it, but the most likely. Because in my notes, I had two other characters. Mm-hmm. So Sabine, mm-hmm. Hera, and Hera's kid. Out of those three, which one would be the most likely? Sabine. You don't think Hera? Mm-mm. Not I actually do think Hera's a high chance to be a part of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the whatever they're calling it. I, Rangers. I keep wanting, yeah, the Rangers. I keep wanting to call yes. it the Rogue Squadron, but that's the movie. But yeah, I actually think she's a highly big time proponent to be in that series. And she would be a good replacement for Cara Dune. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe we see her earlier. Maybe they wouldn't expect him to put Hera in the story earlier, but now they're like, hey, we could basically implant Hera into a Cara Dune role and she would fit pretty good. It's another female character, strong female character, independent and everything that can whoop ass. Mm-hmm. 
Like literally they're interchangeable that way. Hera just has a backstory and Cara Dune didn't have that much of a backstory. So we actually, because of what happened with uh, the Cara Dune character, because that act actress got fired, we could get Hera way sooner than we thought in the actual story. I like it. But how it how sense. would how would legit question? How would she fit with the Mandalorian? Like because they're trying to kill Empire. Mm. I mean, she's still going to be fighting against the Empire or Thrawn. Yeah, but this season, I think they'll be focusing on Mandalore more than the Empire, because the well, the First Order, because it's not fully fledged yet. True. I think we're going to get more of the fleshing out of Din Djarin and Mandalore towards the end. I think the first three quarters is going to be Din coming to terms with his new his new life without Grogu, as essentially. The ruler, he is the ruler of Mandalore right now. Mm -hmm. So I think the first three quarters of it is going to be him coming to terms with all that. Maybe even regressing a little bit back to his former self without Grogu there. And mm -hmm. then towards the end, that's when we start to see he, the, the First Order forming the shadows of the Empire, everything going on Mandalore. And then he's like, okay. I've got to go fight this war on Mandalore now. Then I'm gonna go see Grogu for the possibly the last time. Mm -hmm. I yeah, no. I can see that. So we'll, no, we'll see. No. I see like Hera or Sabine in that like bit leading up to when he's about to go to Mandalore. I get where you're coming from. I, cause like we've been speculating this whole time. Now, what I really think that's going to happen, I don't know if it's going to be the most exciting thing or whatever. I think the most exciting thing is going to have is I think we are, we will see Thrawn, like I saw it earlier, just a sneak peek uh, to get him ready for the rest of these shows that are going to happen. But I think most of the episodes you're going to get, cause I actually take a different route. I don't think that him and uh, Bo Katan are destined to fight each other at first, at least. I think that might end up that way before the season's over. But I actually think, because he did tell her that if she helped him with the Grogu mission, that he basically would go off and help her like reunite Mandalore, basically. Yeah. So he agreed to that. So I think that the first part of the season is going to be him and Bo Katan. I even got it in my notes, but him and Bo Katan uh, acting as pirates, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where they going around and like getting different things that they need to take back Mandalore, kind of like what she was doing when we first met her, trying to steal ships and stuff like that. So, I actually think the first couple of episodes is going to be them trying to steal certain supplies that they need to try to take Mandalore back. And then, as that story progresses, the animosity of him with the Darksaber and her without it starts growing and growing and growing and comes into like a culmination fight, possibly. But that's what I think the actual season is going to be. I mean, she's been giving him the death stare since she saw uh, Gideon. <laughs> so uh, I, I see that fight happening and I can't wait for it because I don't know who's going to win it. And that's that's an exciting thing because he doesn't want it. She wants it. But the show is called Mandalorian. So... She is also uh, a Mandalorian. Is there, she is also a Mandalorian, but they're referring to this Mandalorian. Okay, 
I'm going to throw this last thing out there because I'm going to ask this question because I don't know it. Is there any character that we know of in Rebels and our Clone Wars that could be Mandalorian that is like maybe not the biggest of characters? What I'm getting at is the armor. We haven't seen her face. Like, can she be a character that we kind of know, but we know don't know that it's her? And maybe them two go to fight and she finally takes her Mandalorian helmet off before they fight, it's revealing who it is that could step in between them. Duchess like, Satine. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, she's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, she's I'm like, I'm like, question, I'm like, she kind of knows like a lot about the Clone Wars, but I thought she died. <laughs> like, um, man, that kind of messed me. I, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. Um, because we don't know anyone like of the big characters, female that followed Maul, and I'm still gonna say like. She's part of the people that followed Maul. That's not you're like you cannot change my mind. Um, head canon forever. So I, I I honestly don't know. I couldn't think of one. That's why I was asking to see if y'all knew somebody that I wasn't thinking about that was a character. Like I said, don't have to be the biggest in the world, but it's a character. Maybe they mentioned by name during the Clone Wars, or or maybe even during Rebels, and that could like step in and be like, I've been basically here the whole time, like kind of thing. Like y'all need to stop doing what you're doing or a sing dude i ain't gonna hate it i ain't gonna like it i, I think she's I, she's got a big forehead but i think she's kind of sexy <laughs> uh she did she did that's true that's true she is actually yes uh, i don't want her to be dead thank you thron for remembering that throwing it in my face hey hey you throw you throw something in maddie's face that came out wrong. <laughs> yeah, that came out totally wrong. Let's uh, so let's clean that up here. It's about Palpatine. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, my last point before I go into um, a theory that's not mine, but this one is mine. So according to George Lucas, Star Wars is supposed to be like rhyming, like poetry. So what if uh, Din and Bo-Katan ask Luke for help to take back Mandalore. I think, see, I don't know. Because if they're trying to take back Mandalore, the last thing they're going to want to do is ask for help from a Jedi. But but here's enemy. here's the thing. This is why I say it's it's like it's like poetry because Ahsoka did help them the first time. I don't, I'm going to have to say no, just because of how, if Bo-Katan's rule was questioned the first time, because she didn't win the Darksaber, asking a Jedi for help is going to be like a massive slap in the face. And they're just going to be like, you went to a Jedi for help? Really? But is their feud over now? I don't, I don't know if, if it's, if it's not over at this point. I think it's pretty much, pretty much is thanks to Ahsoka. Yeah, but you have like some sects like the Child of the Watch that still see the Jedi as the enemy. No, mm -hmm. that's true. So there could be some clans that are like, nah, you're not doing that. 
Okay. Do you, do you guys have anything else to add? Not really, but I'm going to say <laughs> this because I'm hoping for it. What if it rhymes because Hera and her son shows up and helps them and Hera's son has the force? So it's like a Jedi helps him, but maybe he's not old enough to be a big part of the battle or whatever. Like, however, the timeline revolves around how old he ends up being. He's there, so it still rhymes. You're still a Jedi. There's still someone who had a romantic relations with a Jedi. So, at this point, Hera's kid would be... Let's see. Like, teenager? Three, six... He would be a teenager, yeah. Do you, uh, five years, and then there's a... a a three-year jump, right? And then another mm. three-year jump. And let's say we see him at the end of um, of Rebels, yeah. and he's like, what, four or five? So I think he'd be a teenager. I find it interesting that his name is Jason as well. Yes. That one I know about because that's Luke's kid, right? Yeah, that's one of Luke's kids' names, Jason Solo. Oh, Han's kid then. No, but like in the uh, like the way canon was whenever it was set, the Legends books now. Uh, no, actually, it might have been that. It might have still been Han and Leia. Han, 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 Leia. Han and Leia. Yeah, Han and Leia okay. had twins. One of them was Jason and the other one was Jason and else. Jaina. Yep. And then they had no another man. boy after that. Yep, they had a boy after that. Exactly right. And my man Thrawn says, the poem is over. <laughs> I know, I read that. <laughs> uh, okay, he's saying he was born at the same time as Battle of Yavin. Mando is 9ABY. Uh, that's, uh, and it's a bit of the time in the show. Okay, so he would be 10. Okay, my bad. I'm just doing math. So yeah, he'd still be a kid. So if that's the case, what I kind of said could fit. I don't think they're going to do it. I was just trying to like, it's kind of one of those things where hope spring is eternal. If you keep hoping for something, maybe, just maybe it'll happen. I mean, mm -hmm. if you have the time of the Mandalorian plus any time that Rangers sets plus any time that Ahsoka goes on for, it could be 14, 15, 16. No, yeah, you're right, because we, we're assuming there's no time jump. We're assuming they don't jump three years in the future, right, in season three. So that could happen. Oh, actually. my God. You just reminded me of something Pedro Pascal said. Um he said, oh, God, um, he said something about uh, there's a lot of possibilities that they will be exploring uh, a lot of possibilities and a lot of timelines. Well, we're going to do world between worlds. That's what I thought at the beginning. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe time jump, maybe like mid-season time jump. That'd be kind of interesting because a lot of people don't do that in a lot of shows. So that'd be cool yeah. to see it like happen and how they could do it. Yeah. Not just have a time jump in between seasons, but have one like during a season would be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to my last thing before I go um, on to the rant that uh, Maddie did bring up in the beginning. Uh, this one is not my theory. But I do find it extremely interesting. Grogu will end up becoming the Mandalorian after his Jedi training, and that's what the show is about. 
Grogu becomes the next Mandalorian Jedi. Yes, he will be the second one that we know of. I like it. Uh, Thrawn is asking who trains Go Grogu. We talked about it a little bit earlier. We're thinking like maybe Luke doesn't train him, but Luke is searching for other Force-sensitive people, like other Jedi that survived, and maybe Quinlan Voss is the one that trains Grogu. Man, I don't know, man. I've been like, I've been so used to seeing like Mandalorians in a certain way. I just don't know until I saw it how I'd feel about this little short green person going around <laughs> and Mandalorians. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna like it. So I don't know if I like that. I hope that I kind of hope that don't happen. I kind of oh, like the Mandalorians being non force users. I know there's been one in the past that like kind of transcended. But I kind of like the fact that there are these people that are like me and Maddie. If we went out and trained, you know, and had us a cool jetpack, we could go like whoop some butt even against a Sith or a Jedi. I don't know if I like the fact that they become like more and more force used or, or you know, something. I love, like. I love that Thrawn is bringing this up. Can't be Luke unless they retcon it's retcon and asses. Uh, Thrawn, if you watch the show back, I do mention that they will retcon because that's what you said and that's what you told me. Um, that uh, Ben is Luke's first uh, student. So we went with other people that might be alive at the time. And the two people that we thought about were Quinlan Boss and Opal Rancesas. They're both alive during this time. And possibly I Luke gotta, found them. I gotta hope it's Opal Rancesas. <laughs> Please. Imagine this little toy, though, that you could get. Because obviously Disney loves selling toys. It's a little Grogu wearing Mandalorian armor with a black Jedi cape. Holding, <laughs> holding the Darksaber. Bro, what if it was a true Jedi that had the Darksaber along with an actual lightsaber? Wait, wait, what? If it was a like you would have a Jedi and a leader of the Mandalorians that actually had the dark saber along with a true lightsaber, like not just a dark saber. He has dark saber oh, when he's so controlling double. Mandalore, but then he had uh, his own lightsaber. So no, he would do. He would have one for each hand. Yeah, so it's like a double lightsaber. Bro, what if he melted them together and like he had a basically a bow staff kind of like Maul, but it was one half dark saber, other half lightsaber. <laughs> See, Mo should have fucking thought of that. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, another another mistake by Mo. <laughs> Damn it, Mo. Damn it. You almost had it. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a idea. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we end the show, I do want to say this because I've said it before. Kylo Ren does not kill Groku. He does not think about it, you guys. No, I don't. So, Grogu is fifty years old, mm -hmm. and when Kylo burns down the the temple, Grogu would be seventy five years old, roughly around that time, seventy five to eighty. Mm -hmm. Yoda has been training since he's been a hundred years old, meaning there's only twenty years left for Grogu to be a Jedi Master. So at that point, he could be a Jedi Knight and no longer training with Luke or in that 
area. So he'll be out and about doing his own thing, possibly ruling Mandalore with his daddy. So, um, mm -hmm. he ain't gonna be killed, honey. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. Like, that's what everybody jumped to because it's the most obvious thing. It's like, oh, yeah, Kylo killed him and everything. Now, he didn't even kill all those people. They never once said that everyone that Luke had, that he was training and whatnot, that he actually killed them all. There's some that escaped. It wasn't like a total mass murder where everyone dies. It wasn't that. So for one, he could escape just like he ended apparently escaped during the uh, prequels when he was at the Jedi Temple. Somehow he escaped there. Same thing here. He he, he gets taken away somewhere. But like Bedore yeah. said, by then there could be all kinds of things. Literally, they could... Somebody earlier put it up, and I didn't pull it up the comment, but uh, literally that could happen where he becomes what we're learning in the High Republic is a thing that Jedi's could do called a wayfinder. And that's a person that goes off because they really want to get in tune with the Force, and they go off on their kind of own mission, not set, up, set apart from the Jedi Order and everything else. They become their own thing out there until they feel comfortable enough, and then eventually they can come back. So he easily could just be a wayfinder that we're finding out now because of these new books. And he's gone off doing those things, and that's it. That easily just puts him out of the way of Kylo's sword. Sure. Yeah. I also think we're going to get a Grogu animated series at some point. I, they, I, want, I don't want him stupid. animated. I don't want him animated, though. Something for the kids. I think they would I don't do want. I, personally, I don't want him animated. He's he's a lot cuter in real life. Where is he? Yeah, animated. He might be super ugly, <laughs> so you lose all the. Now you're like, damn. You I don't know. I just... No, he won't be super ugly. And I've I've seen I've seen pictures of him. What he looks like animated. Hold on, let me see if I can. I think it'd be it. something they'll that they'll they'll float out there, just to get some more money off of him. Yeah. So I have a lot of stickers around. Um, so I don't know where the Grogu one is. Hey, technically, you could have like a a, a few years from now that they time it out right, ten or fifteen years from now, they could have a Grogu story where it's Grogu and son, and it's uh, Grogu now not the baby, but now has a other baby Yoda, because we have found out in multiple so baby books now. Baby Yoda has a baby baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because we have now found <laughs> out. It's not ending. <laughs> we have found out. In, no, no. Maddie, we have found out in multiple books now that what we've all perceived to be the way is not the way. Mm. That they can have relationships like that that ends up having kids. That Jedi can. This is true. There's two books I've seen it in. It's actually talked about in the new Dawn, which I didn't know about, and it's talked about in the new High Republic book. And also in Master and Apprentice. So guys, they've been setting this up the whole time to never ha have a never-ending lineage of baby Yodas. <laughs> Grogu's just out there womanizing all over the galaxy. So, so I was wrong. <laughs> they, they knew this was going to be a cash cow from the beginning. So they set it up. They have set up a story now to where it goes completely 100% forever. All right. We've been going. I think this is our longest episode. 
Um, but we actually have more Matt, to talk about than I thought. Yeah, I didn't know it was gonna have this much. Yeah, I didn't think it would be this long. Uh, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Matty Gunner, Instagram Matty underscore Gunner. You can find me on Clubhouse, uh, just under Matty Gunner. I'm on there as well. Uh, Twitch.tv uh, forward slash Matty Gunner TV, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays for the ONU MMA show. And on every other Saturday for Scoundrels of the Force with that way. This <laughs> and Wait some guy me. PLD. Hmm. I'm guessing that who makes it scoundrelly. Like I could get it if I was on the show. I'm definitely the scoundrel, but we PLD, all are. PLD is the scoundrel. We all are. I think that's not nah, Fedora. You just act like one. You're not a true scoundrel. You're a good person. You don't not know yet. the real me. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I get maybe I should talk to Travis some more DMs. <laughs> but no, nah, I was gonna say about See? Maddie though. See, look, look, look. He said it. And no one knows me better than this guy. I am going to say, though, guys that's watching, this dude below me, Maddie, knows this stuff, especially about fights. The dude actually fights. So, like, he can give you point of views that some of the best analysts out there, even on some of the bigger networks, ESPN and stuff can give you because it's personal. And, look, he's part of the Let's Get Ready crew. Let's just not be honest. Every time, he couldn't do it the first time we asked him, but he did it here a few days ago. Every time the UFC has big fights or MMA period has big fights coming up, uh, we do a sports show in here called The Highlights that Ferris is a big part of. We're, we're tr we try to get him every time because we know that. We know he knows his stuff with that. And he's came on here this past week and just dropped knowledge for everybody to know. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's about the last pay-per-view uh, that MMA had and about those fights. Thanks, dude. That, that means a lot. I'm, I'm happy to share, like, my knowledge with other people it's it's kind of as i'm moving like into my 30s now it's like something mm -hmm. that i want to get into is being like a talking head when you have people like stephen a smith who have no idea what they're talking about like yep. i think you need people like me to balance it out no nah, man thank you for thank you for your time for coming on that show man because you don't have to and you come on there you do your own mma stuff but for you to come out Maybe here and help us out can. Anytime Thank I can. Thank you very much. Uh, Justin, where can people find you? Find me, obviously, here on Holocron, doing watch-alongs, doing this show, and then we have all the other stuff we do on Let's Get Ready Network. I play some part in it, whether it's like coming up with a show name or, or talking about what time it is. I'm playing any of it. Just come over there. Subscribe if you can over the YouTube. We're trying to eventually hit that 1,000. We're across the 600 mark, so we're over halfway there. Uh, help us get to that and that's all we kind of really need if you can subscribe to us on twitch we will be doing stuff on twitch more than we do just the holocron uh we do have a lot of watch alongs we're doing there and this and as bador sneezes it's kind of like something that bador may even help us out with as far as like uh playing games like a, a game night where we have a couple of people from let's get ready maybe a couple of people from some of the other places playing some kind of games just so we can talk crap to each other and act like we hate each other for a little bit and then Bedora is going to go whenever she's done. I don't know I if she's trying to stop sneeze. herself from sneezing. Or... I'm trying to sneeze, but it's not coming out. Um, yeah, so me and Amber will be hosting the game night uh, on Twitch. Uh, we've been talking about it. We literally talked about it yesterday. Um, 
we're just setting up a list of games to let people know, hey, these are the list of games that we're going to be playing. Um, what are you guys interested in? What are you not interested in? All of that stuff. And you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Stereo, at B-I-D-O-O-R-R. Uh, same name as this one. Just add one more R. Um, and then uh, me and the ladies of the showdown will be having something to do in stereo that I don't know when we'll be, we'll be doing it. But I'll say that this guy actually gave us the name and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh, yeah. When was that? I think, I think the first episode is Sunday. I think I'm but not hundred percent sure. Yeah, went with that name. I, yes. I did. I kind of got hinted at it because Adelia and Amber was talking to each other using the name. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. Do they really use that for the show? Oh hell yeah. yes! I'm excited. Yeah, hey, I'm just gonna watch it because I'm I'm gonna accidentally watch it or listen to it because I think it's about Star Wars. It's gonna be about <laughs> about women stuff, but it's gonna be. But I'm gonna see nice. Hey, well, we will be talking about Star Wars. Um. So yeah, so yeah, I'm hyped. We'll 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 be we'll be doing all of that. Um, we have the watch along later, 7 p.m. PT. We'll be finishing up Rebels uh, last season. We have a heartbreaking episode that is coming. I'm not really excited about it, uh, but I'm excited to finish Rebels and go into the movies. Um, we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank Janish, I believe, and Landon joining us today. I don't know if Dwayne will. Um, but yeah. Look, it's going to be super hyped. Jerry Jedi was with me on one of the last ones I was able to do. It is going to be super hyped tonight because just what I was talking about earlier, some of this stuff may come into play for like the Mandalorian show mm -hmm. and the timing of where's Thrawn and this stuff like that is very important. So come watch it with us. Yeah. And, and don't forget your PLG projects. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Maddie did say it, so PLD, oh. PLD project on, on YouTube, Scoundrels of the Force, every other Saturday. This Saturday, we will be having a show. Um, don't tell me what time, because I don't know. <laughs> I know I don't it's 12, 12 my time, so whatever I, that is. I know it's at 3 my, uh, I'm, I'm going to say 4 a.m. PT. Around about. 4 a.m. PT, because it's 3 p.m. my time. So 4 a.m. If Paul's still in the chat, he can tell us. Well, there you go. Travis told us. Oh, there we go. Tra Travis is the greatest. He's the best mod ever. There, I said it. Uh -huh. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video and comment and subscribe. We're almost at 700. We're like a 626, around 625. There's some weird stuff happening with YouTube right now. You like drop a couple, gain a couple, drop a couple. It's happening to yeah. everybody, like video Drew and everybody else. So we're around the 620 to 625 mark. Yeah. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, we have a lot more stuff going on with Schmoydown starting this Friday. Bye, guys. Oh, Thank you for watching The Holocron, a Let's Get Ready podcast.
Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Let's Get Ready channel on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch.